Sean, who is uh, our member, is uh, Sean. You're going to make the promises, temporary promises, in uh, in February, and his wife Laura, and uh, they've been married for 32 years. Uh, okay. They are parishioners at the at the new parish, Mother Teresa, in uh, Nolensville. Uh, actually, Laura is the uh, administrative assistant at the parish for uh, you know Father uh, Mark Simpson, Pastor Simpson. Um, they have three children, and I have to say, uh, one they must have done something right, but also they have received one of those graces that, for those who don't have it, you know, you can be very envious. Uh, that their kids are very involved in their faith and very strong in their faith. So uh, actually, Chris, their uh, um, oldest, is a seminarian in the uh, Diocese of Memphis. Um, uh, Kyle, uh, their second child, is uh, now in graduate school at uh, UTK and is leading the uh, Catholic activities there on campus. And then they have a, a, a daughter, Gabby, right? I don't know her as well. I have had the pleasure of really talking to both Chris and Kyle a few times. Um, anyway, today they're here to talk about marriage preparation, so I will not waste any other time, and I will please uh, welcome uh, Sean and Laura. You okay if I pull this off? Uh, so we are not professional speakers, and we have not practiced this professionally or anything like that, but... We've got some notes we'll refer to, um, and, and we've been talking about this topic for a number of years with a lot of people, but not usually in a, a big public setting like this. Um, so we're going to talk about marriage preparation, as Stefana said, and um, it's done probably, there are some common elements across the different dioceses of the United States, um, but it's, it's probably done a little bit differently everywhere. And a lot of times the bishop gives a lot of discretion to the local pastor of the parishes on how exactly um, to prepare young couples or you know, engaged couples to, uh, for the sacrament of matrimony. Usually there's, a, there's certainly meeting with the priest. Usually there's perhaps a, an engaged encounter weekend, like a weekend retreat. Um, today we're going to focus on the part that we play, uh, which is... A third element of that, which is where we, we sit with the couple, and we'll talk about the mechanics of how that works, but we'll sit with them um, for three or four sessions. They come to our home, and we take them through a program, and we'll talk about the, the details here in a little bit. Um, the program is called FOCUS. It's not the, there's two different FOCUS organizations. I know we've heard from the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. It's not that one. It's one um, that is called Facilitating Open Couple Communication, Understanding, and Study. Um, but the point is uh, open couple communication. So it really emphasizes communication and problem solving uh, and preparing the couple for all kinds of topics uh, that they should be thinking about as they get ready to, to be married. So a little bit of background for me first. Um, I was born in Arkansas, kind of in a small town. Um, I, I was born to a mixed-faith couple. My, my dad was Catholic. My mom was um, Baptist, I believe, and um, we, uh, I was born in Arkansas. We moved to Middle Tennessee. My parents actually divorced when I was five, so my dad remarried. So I, I lived most of my childhood with my, my father and my stepmother, and uh, we had moved to Middle Tennessee, so I grew up here in high school uh, time. I went to Mount Juliet High School, so uh, later then went to college where I met 
Um, this person standing next to me, my uh, best friend and my um, you know, married partner for the last 32 years. So we met in college, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. So I'll let you do some background on yourself. I'm Laura. Thanks for having us today. I'm not part of the lay Dominicans, but I see it in my future. I was born in Ohio. I moved to Memphis when I was 11. I'm a cradle Catholic. My dad was Methodist. He never uh, converted to the faith, but he was committed to getting us to Mass every Sunday. My mom was Catholic. We've been married 32 years. We met in college at Christian Brothers University in Memphis, and we got married a week after Sean graduated from college. So... (laughs) Rude awakening. Uh, we've lived in five different cities. We've lived in Cincinnati, a suburb, northern Kentucky. We've lived in Memphis. We lived in Fayetteville, Arkansas. We lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, and now we're here, of course. And we don't plan to go anywhere. I <laughs> think we're done. We have three children. Chris is our oldest. He's 25. He's a seminarian for the Diocese of Memphis. He also went to CBU and discerned the priesthood while in college, so he decided to apply to be a seminarian in Memphis, and um, he is in his fourth year of seminary at Notre Dame Seminary in New Orleans, He out of six years. Kyle is 22. He's at UT Knoxville. He's... uh, working on a graduate degree in mechanical engineering. He's also very involved in VOL Catholic. You heard that correctly. V-O-L Catholic is what it's called. And he has is in a two-year program. And then Gabby's our youngest. She's a freshman at St. Cecilia. So I'm going to let you go Okay. On. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about how we kind of got started in marriage prep uh, ministry. Back about seven years ago, I had to go look it up. It was back in 2016. We were living in the Diocese of Covington, a little town called Union, uh, Kentucky, and there's a parish there, St. Timothy Parish. Deacon Steve Alley is a deacon that, that was there. He invited uh, Laura and me t- to join a small group of Catholic couples uh, to meet with engaged couples, and they were using this focus program that I mentioned. Um, you know, we happily accepted. I think we felt um, that we had something to offer. We had, at that point, been married about 25 years and kind of been through a lot of things that married couples go through. You know, um, joys and sufferings, um, challenges, whatever, um, but really felt very blessed um, through through our marriage and through um, just having the faith be the center of that uh, for us through that time. So we, you know, we had three children born. We lost a couple of parents. We had um, just the different things you go through. We've moved, as Laura said, we lived in five different cities uh, through our life. So we've kind of been through some things and thought, you know, we, we can bring maybe uh, some perspective from our own experiences and so forth and kind of in thanksgiving for what God's done for us. Uh, the We mentioned that uh, Deacon Steve had, uh, had and his wife were using this focus program, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. I think um, I was going to have you cover this, but um, do you want to talk about using it here, or do you want me to just cover mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. So, Focus, this is our book. This is out of Omaha, and it's a marriage prep program. It includes all kinds of topics like spirituality, sexuality, finances, uh, family of origin, and it's a we used it when we were in Kentucky, and they have since come up with a Catholic version. It's even better now. So it's approved by our pastor at Mother Teresa in Nolensville, and he fully supports it and believes in it. 
And with that, we incorporate a, um, a, a couple-hour class on natural family planning, which he also has encourages us to share with the couples. So um, different pastors have different approaches to marriage prep. Some priests just prefer to meet with the couples a couple of times before marriage. Um, but this is how we do it at Mother Teresa, and they do it in other parishes throughout the United States. We now have six mentor couples, married couples, who do this ministry and work with engaged couples. And it's a beautiful ministry. They, it's really, the, engage, the mentor couples get a lot out of it, just like the engaged couples do. So we, uh, we're thrilled to, to be able to do that down in Nolansville, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when we moved here, we moved here about three and a half years ago. And um, as Laura said, she uh, she's the administrative assistant of a, a brand new parish. I mean, and I, I don't think I've I'm sure I've never been involved in starting a new parish from the ground up. Um, and so this is one of those things, one of the long list of things that you have to think about around. Well, how are we going to do things here at Mother Teresa um, as a brand new parish? So Laura, um, you know, brought the focus program to to father uh, to our pastor at the time and he um, was very supportive in bringing that so uh, I got a, a little section that talks about the mission of focus it's focus Inc USA it's a it's a an apostolate of the Archdiocese of Omaha as Laura mentioned and they say their mission is it, this is the the mission statement it says God who exists as a communion of persons created us to live in love in relation to one another as a ministry of the Catholic Archdiocese of Omaha, Focus seeks to guide the men and women of our world through interpersonal communication to reveal who they are in holy, happy, and healthy relationships. It also strives to foster communion and conversions through conversations. Uh, As Laura said, it it covers spiritual and faith matters, finances, having children, how are we going to discipline children, um, how are we going to solve problems or when we disagree, how do we deal with in-laws and extended family, Managing career and home life, roles in the household. I mean, a lot of very practical things as well as important things from a faith perspective. Um, And the way this works, and Laura's going to maybe give some examples, is that the couple initially will go onto an Internet site, will send a link, and they, they go on and they basically take a survey. And it's 150 to 200 questions, and the number of questions kind of depends on a few things. Um, for most, uh, most of it is, is the same for all couples. And then if a couple is bringing unique, um, let's say, issues into the marriage, perhaps they're cohabiting before getting married, perhaps they're bringing children into the marriage, perhaps they have uh, different faith uh, traditions, one may be Catholic, one's not, um, there are additional questions then that they may have to answer in those, those kind of situations. They're really not questions, they're statements. So there'll be a statement and the person will say, I either agree, disagree, or I'm not sure. And the church usually has a preferred answer. So, um, and you can hear when we give you an example of the questions, the church would say, I would prefer you agree with this or disagree with this or what have you, depending on the way the question is stated. and then we take that, we'll get a report from their surveys. They, they do it separately, so they each go on individually, they answer the questions, and then um, they'll come see us, and we spend usually the next three or four sessions um, talking through, especially the ones um, where they are not aligned, where they one maybe agreed, the other one disagreed. 
Um, and the idea is not really for us to solve it for them or necessarily even give them advice, but to bring to light things that they should be talking about, um, things that may be important for them to talk about if they haven't yet. Um, you want to give some, maybe some sure. examples of those? So here's some sample questions of the inventory that they fill out online. And they do this individually. They can't do this together because the idea is to see where they're aligned, where they're not aligned. And if they're not aligned, it, it causes the, the, the topic to, it forces them to discuss that topic. And a lot of times they come in and they say, well, we've, we've figured this all out and we've got this all covered and it's really not the case. So here's some sample questions. My future spouse has shared his or her feelings about having children. I am concerned that one or both of our families will interfere in the way we raise children. That's a good one. <laughs> I received a healthy perspective on sex from my family. I am concerned that my future spouse sometimes spends money in ways I do not agree with. So those are just some sample questions. And our role is we're not marriage counselors. We're just facilitators. And we always tell them, we, we encourage them to discuss it. We let them discuss it with us when we meet with them. Or if they don't want to, we, we get just put it out there. You know, discuss it when you're together on the drive home or some other time. But this way it just raises the awareness that that's something that they haven't discussed and encourages that communication. Yeah, usually they don't discuss it with us. I mean, usually there's a little bit of a discussion. Uh, sometimes it's, oh, I didn't understand that question. I didn't answer it the right way. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's, um, you know, they're just like, okay, yeah, I can see why you said that or whatever, uh, and maybe we need to talk about that. Um, and as Laura said, sometimes we find when they come back, maybe the second or third session, they'll say, wow, we, we talked about a few of those things, and we really had some good conversations that came from that. Um, so it's, it's very positive in that way. Um, I thought we'd share maybe a few of our experiences, um, you know, through kind of some of the years we've been working with these couples. I, I, there's several different kind of themes I thought about and Laura thought about. One is that these couples are living in a way different culture than, than we were getting married. Um, and, and it's one that's often hostile to marriage and family, especially um, the way, you know, what the church teaches about marriage and family. Um, there's a spectrum of, of couples. Some are very committed, very strong in their Catholic faith, quite knowledgeable um, and committed to it. Others don't really have a clue. They're kind of there because you're supposed to get married in a church and that's what the family expects or what have you. Um, Many, probably most, don't really know or understand the church's teachings on sexuality, uh, marriage, and family, and especially as regarding uh, contraception. So that tends to be, you know, a little bit of a sensitive topic sometimes. And then, as, as I said, some of them have special issues. We have um, a lot of people are cohabiting before getting married, which creates a lot of kinds of issues, uh, potentially. Um, there's... A fair amount of statistics, I think, around this, that the more people cohabit before marriage, the more likely they are to get divorced. Um, you know, and a lot of people think about it almost like practicing living together, and it's really not that. It's sort of practicing living together in an uncommitted way, which means, you know, maybe this will work out, maybe it kind of won't work out, or, you know, what, what have you. Um, so that's one that comes up, and it's one that's not always easy to, 
to kind of talk about. I think our our place in that is not necessarily to condemn them or you know impose a point of view, but to propose what the church teaches and a little bit about why. Um, they obviously are, are individual human persons that have you know the right to make you know their their decisions as we all do in our free will, but we want to make sure that they're doing that from um, the standpoint of better knowledge of the truth uh, of what God teaches. Um, we do look for sometimes an opportunity. You know, we're we're supposed to be facilitating a conversation and helping them kind of build a plan of what they want to communicate about and talk about before, um, you know, before they get married. And usually, we're talking to them like six or eight months before, um, so they've got some time uh, in the midst of all the other things they're doing to prepare. Um, so, but we do try to think about and and look for opportunities, maybe to just lightly share um, some. You call it truth that we, you know, have learned from our own experiences. And I've got a couple and Laura's got a couple that she likes to share. Um, one I talk about is the image of, of the marriage as a triangle. And with the two points at the bottom being the husband and the wife and Jesus at the top. <clears throat> and it's the idea that as long as you're moving toward Jesus and his church, each of you, then you're moving toward each other. So that's, uh, that's one thing about kind of putting the faith, the faith, the Catholic faith and Jesus at the center. Um, you want to share? Yeah. Yours? One thing I always say, too, to the couples is if you don't hear anything else, um, go to Sunday Mass and get to confession regularly. It'll protect your marriage. And I told someone that the other day, and they said, you need to add one more thing to that, and that is pray together. So we always try to say that to them. Um, because of so many graces that flow from the sacraments. We also talk to them about making sure they do a date night, take time away from the family. And what's good for the couple is good for the family. So we always try to encourage them to do a regular date night. One, one thing Laura um, also says that she might have forgotten or I just think about is uh, really important that I hear her talk about is the importance of the husband and wife relationship in a family is the foundation, and it has to be the highest priority relationship. Um, and I think that surprises people sometimes. They don't think about prioritizing one relationship over another, but your children really need um, that relationship to work. And so when that is working or not working, it, it really impacts every other possible relationship in the family. So that's, that's one that uh, we talk about as well. So we, we mentioned about uh, the teachings on sexuality and NFP. A lot of times, um, you know, that's one that's a little bit, for one, a lot of times people haven't heard or don't really understand it, don't, under, um, don't really know what it is. Or maybe they sort of know a little bit about it, but not really enough to, um, you know, to uh, go any farther with it. And so... As Laura mentioned already, I think we already covered that, that she's kind of, uh, she went and found a, um, a registered nurse here in Middle Tennessee who does a, uh, a um, she teaches the Marquette method of natural family planning. And so she, we bring her in and usually try to get uh, several of the couples together that are going to be married in the next six months and kind of do it all at once to have a class. Uh, I would say it's a little bit of an abbreviated class. Laura and I took natural family planning years ago and went to kind of several sessions. Um, and this this is a little more a little more of an overview, but it does have some of the understanding of how the woman's body works and why natural family planning is quite different 
uh, from contraception. So there's a little bit of the theology of it. There's a little bit of how it works. Certainly a lot of, you know, if you want to learn more, here's how you go do so. Um, anything else from that? Um, no. So, um, and we can open it up for questions too, if anyone has any. I, I wanted to mention a couple things though um, uh, that we will talk about a little bit, I think, or maybe it's part of why we, you know, why we're involved in this. <clears throat> so in, in Genesis 1, let us make man in our own, own image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Holy matrimony has been called the primordial sacrament. So it's also recall that uh, the first recorded public miracle by Jesus was at a wedding. Um, St. Paul talks in Ephesians about the husband and the wife and their love for each other. But then he says, and I speak in regards to Christ and the church. So there is this um, importance about marriage and what it symbolizes in terms of God's love for his people. So I, I think that's, uh, that's really kind of fascinating and deep. And I'm not sure I completely understand it, but I, you know, still learning. So, <clears throat> but I think it's important. Sister Lucia Fatima, um, in, a, in a letter she wrote, apparently said, a time will come when the decisive battle between the kingdom of Christ and Satan will be over, the, over marriage and the family. And, but she also says, do not be afraid, because Our Lady has already crushed his head. So um, I think that's most of what we wanted to cover, and certainly we're um, happy to take questions if anyone has any questions. So what's the name of your group again? Focus, F-O-C-C-U-S. We're, well, uh, we're just parishioners at a church in Nolansville. Yeah, we, we're parishioners at Mother Teresa Church. So we are kind of the lead couple among those facilitator couples that are using the FOCUS program uh, to help Father as he prepares these, these engaged couples for marriage. All right, now, do any, does any of your group <coughs> speak to even maybe 7th and 8th graders? And the reason I ask this is because I wrote a paper and showed it to one of my college student grandchildren, and they, she graduated from St. Cecilia. And I said, how would this be if I went in and spoke to the St. Cecilia girls? She said, go younger. She said, they already know all that. She said, you need to get the kids in grade school. She said, look what Planned Parenthood is doing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if part of your group ever uh, goes in and talks about the relationship of parents in relationship to the children and how to build good families in 7th and 8th grade. We haven't started that yet, but Jason Everett is a, a famous in Catholic circles speaker on that. He was just at St. Philip in Franklin. Jason Everett. Um, we're just focusing on engaged couples right now. Uh, it's a great idea, and it should be a younger gray for sure. Could I uh, add to that? One thing that's, yeah, no, thank you. One thing that St. Cecilia is doing now, starting this year, they started a philosophy course. Now, it is in ninth grade beginning, but um, the because our daughter is in that ninth grade class and, and really is learning a lot, and it it's um, it's called the philosophy of the human person, and they're, they're going to carry forward with other uh, elements of philosophy through... Um, sophomore, junior, and senior years, but 
it's important because it talks about what is what is the human person and you know the the meaning of our sexuality is a gift from God and it's really in direct um, answer in a way uh, not just to the gender ideology things that are going on but certainly that's part of it um, and and it's also connected with a lot of what we're talking about here so that's a very positive thing and I think the sisters are doing a great job kind of starting that um, you know at the ninth grade level but yeah that there's I'm sure more more to be done so Gary or I'm sorry Mary Mary um, I Actually, that's sort of two questions. One, is this required by the uh, parish? And number two, have these sessions? Does this consist of? So, yes, it's required uh, by in our parish. So that's our pastor, you know, has made that um, made that a requirement. How many sessions it takes depends on how how many questions there are to go over. And so, let's say 150 questions in the questionnaire. Um, there may be 30, perhaps, maybe 40, maybe 50, um, where their, their answers were misaligned. And so we want to take them through each one of those questions. And so we'll, we might cover 10 to 15 questions in a session, kind of like uh, you know in our session today, we had 11 questions and it takes an hour or 45 minutes to go through. So we would do, um, we would do that and... and if we need to keep going, we'll keep going. You know, we'll do a second, third, fourth, fifth, however long it takes. It typically takes about three sessions. Um, and one thing that Laura has been really good about, I'm, I started as an engineer and I'm in finance. I'm kind of like Stefano. I'm kind of a numbers guy. So I'm like, okay, here are the questions we got to go over that you guys, you know, were misaligned on. <laughs> Laura's very good about celebrating where they're aligned also. Um, and, and so we talk about, we don't want it to be like, man, you guys are really messed up. You know, you've got 40% of your questions, you know. Uh, we also want to say, look, 70% of the questions, and, and we'll talk through some of those questions too, some of the ones where they're aligned, and kind of build a little positive energy with them, I think, in those discussions so that it's not only about the possible problems, you know, uh, and so, so, to, so to speak, anyway. I just wanted to add, I don't think we mentioned this yet, but our pastor, Father Mark Simpson, how he approaches the whole marriage prep is he meets with them first and, and talks to them as a couple. And then he hands them off to a mentor to me, and I assign a mentor couple to them. And that's when those meetings happen. And then when they're finished with the focus program, they have one more meeting with Father Mark Simpson to wrap things up. So kind of... They kind of go full circle. Another thing I was going to mention, and, you know, we talk about Satan's attack on marriage and the family. I was just at um, Bethany House for a retreat with the sisters, and I found this that the Knights are doing. They have a Fathers for Good website, and they're basically promoting fatherhood. I mean, we kind of take for granted that a man and woman get married and have a family. They now have a website promoting fatherhood. And it says, whether you are a seasoned dad, a new dad, a dad-to-be, or a single guy wanting to know more about fatherhood, this new website is for you. It has videos on marriage vocation, podcasts, ways to strengthen your marriage, advice. So this is another effort to try to strengthen marriages and promote marriage in our kind of hookup culture. to do a full program for every parish, not just 
okay, we're going to do this here and this here. And then some couples fall through the cracks, as it were. Could you address that? Yeah. Um... So I have not spoken to the bishop about that, or we haven't um, spoken to the bishop about that specifically. If you go to the Diocese of Nashville website, there, there are some policies that he does have in place, and they're, they're at least consistent with what we are doing. That's not a standard. Everybody does it exactly the same way. But there is an expectation that you would go to like an engaged encounter um, retreat weekend. And there is a reference to doing a marriage preparation course, of which this is one. Um, but I think there are others as well. So I, I you know, I don't know. Um, not a standard necessarily, right? So, um, but yeah, that could be something we talk to the diocese about at some point. Yeah. 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 He and, and he leaves a lot of that up to the pastor in terms of which program they can choose and things like that. So, yeah. Question. Hey, Gary. So not with us, uh, and I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I, maybe so they great. should. I don't know. Maybe they should. But um, we haven't had that experience yet. I, you know, I was thinking about that um, and think and thinking about this talk, and I was thinking, yeah, you know, some of those questions could really raise some significant issues, and we have not seen that result in someone saying we're going to call it off. Personally, I don't know. Do you know of any of the couples we've worked no. with? About it? I, don't, I don't know anybody. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure it probably has happened in terms of the focus program around the country, um, but I haven't seen that personally. Yeah, good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Gary, you had a question. Sorry, I missed yeah, you a couple of times. I was very close to that one because I was just, you know, I was in you know, my military career. At one point, I was recruiting cadets off the campus, you know, on campus for officer corps, and there were several that I had to, you know, they couldn't pass whatever. They were either amoral, I mean, they just not fit to even be commissioned officers. So I'm thinking, you're going through this process and you're the accountant guy, and you're just digging the numbers, right? The questions are going, you know, is there a couple that you say, you know, you two are watching two different football games. <laughs> We don't recommend it. Does yeah. Father do that right up front? You know, because I know now there are priests and they're even in the Protestant side of the house. They don't want to do marriages yeah. because yeah. of the divorce rate. Right. Yeah, that's, that is one thing about um, our place um, in the whole thing, right? There, there are all kinds of issues that a couple could have and... There certainly is a, um, a place for the pastor to play in yeah. that, maybe suggesting, you know, hey, maybe you need to think about delaying this or whatever, maybe in some situations. Um, we, we, um, we don't really play that, that part, but, you know, certainly there are probably some cases where people, you know, should be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I was wondering, um, is there training for the mentors? And mm-hmm. um, I guess... I know for our experience, 30 years ago, we went into a home, a couple was doing this. And when you get into the home, they can tell you things that aren't Catholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we were told, if you're on vacation and you can't find a church, don't worry, you don't have to go to Mass. Yeah. I mean, so things like that happen when you get into the homes. Mm-hmm. So the mentors are not, I mean, I guess I just want you to speak of how you think your mentors and how can you trust 
that they're learning what they need to be learning in, in those homes. Like if somebody was contracepting, they could say, well, the church says you're not supposed to, but that's, I mean, you know, when you get into sure. the home, that can happen. Yeah. So how do you all work with that? Yeah, it's a good question. There is training uh, from the program. It's actually pretty extensive now. I, when we started, it was pretty short. Uh, and we had couples that went through it recently, and it was like several hours of training. It's about nine hours of training. Yeah, yeah. and there are, um, now it's mostly about how to administer the program and how to, how to have conversations that are difficult conversations. Um, you know, we have also talked to each of these couples um, as they're discerning whether to help in this program or not. Um, and we've talked to them about specific issues that I think, frankly, to your question, we've talked about, look, you're going to get into some of these questions about sexuality and contraception, um, the importance of your faith and all of that, right? And we've had some couples that have sort of said, yeah, maybe this isn't for us. Now, I don't know if it's because of that. Or for other reasons, you know, um, but we want them to be very clear that, you know, we are, we want to be consistent with the faith here. Um, it's hard to, like, control that exactly. You don't know what people are going to say in their home. Uh, but I think the group of couples we have are highly committed to their faith. Um, you can see that in, in their lives. But, yeah, it's a good question. Anything else? All right. Well, thank you all um, very much. Appreciate it. And um, I, I wanted to close with this quote from Mother Teresa, who's our patron saint of our parish. We are called upon to be not successful, but to be faithful. So that's what we're um, we're trying to do. And uh, I think um, we're, we're happy to be doing it and encourage any of you that are interested in doing something like that in your parish. Um, it, it's it's very fruitful and very um, rewarding. So appreciate your time. Thanks. Thank you.